Welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on another wonderful Friday filled with manifesting, mindfulness, and magic. My name is Sarah Ray. I am your manifesting coach. I'm going to help you break through your manifesting ceiling. On this podcast, we explore the world of metaphysics so we can discover our own spiritual truths. So take what resonates, leave what doesn't, and always dig deeper. If you enjoy the show, please consider liking and rating wherever you happen to be listening so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes. Today, I am joined by the lovely Candy Washington of the Sugar Pills podcast, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. And we're going to be talking about the ever-important topic of self-forgiveness. She is a wellness uh, entrepreneur, a writer, an actor, a producer, all the things. <laughs> and I'm very excited to welcome her here. So thank you for joining us today, Candy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. Thank you so much, Sarah. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. So I often talk about forgiveness on this podcast yeah. in many different capacities. I tell so many people and clients that forgiveness will set them free. I yes. find that this is like the most important piece of information that people need to hear, but it's tricky for a lot of people to do this. So I kind of want to hope, talk about a little bit about what makes it scary and let's make it less scary because mm -hmm. we're talking about it in the context of self-forgiveness, not forgiving other people because that's a whole right. other beast, <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about self-forgiveness here. So before we dive in, how about yes. you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your spiritual journey? Absolutely. So thank you so much, Sarah Ray. I'm Candy Washington, and my personal and professional purpose is to add value to the lives of others through storytelling. And I do that through my podcast, Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. I also write books and uh, do films and digital content and courses and all of that fun stuff, which is great. But I think that the most important story I will ever share is my own. And when I really understood that, that's when I started my own self-care and spiritual journey, when I realized I was very much a codependent personality, had really hard time creating healthy boundaries with other people, telling people no, and I was really lacking in self-esteem. But I would never have known that. If you would have asked me years ago, are you a confident person? I'd be like, of course I'm confident. I have this and this and I'm doing that. But it was all rooted in I'm doing this because... I feel like I need to get my worth, value, and lovability out of what I do. It was mm -hmm. all outside of me is where I was getting my purpose and my value from. So my spiritual journey shifted when I realized I'm intrinsically valuable and lovable and worthy. I was born enough, you know, I'm, you know, I was born in my divinity. I don't have to show, prove, or do anything. You know, I, I want these things because I deserve them. I don't want to get these things in order to be deserving of them. And when I got that shift, that was really what set me on my own spiritual path of I am worthy and I'm enough as is. And from that place, let me create a life that I love and let me attract the people that, you know, share in that light and I share in theirs. So that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Finding that feeling of love and worthiness and confidence is actually what cultivates the change, not mm -hmm. the other way around. And exactly. That's a mind-blowing revelation for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. it's huge and very important to get that out there. And, you know, there does come a level of self-forgiveness with that. Um, you mentioned how um, you thought you were confident and yeah. you realize that you really weren't. I find almost all of my clients think that they think that they're worthy when mm -hmm. realize with doing some of this inner work, they realize that they have a lot of self-worth issues. And a lot of it stems from not being gentle and forgiving 
towards themselves. So just because you think something exactly. doesn't mean that it actually is, mm -hmm. or a lot of it is a defense mechanism, especially if you reply quickly. Like, I am confident, I am worthy. Absolutely, that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. like, the things you resist the most are what you need to work on the most. Exactly, sure. yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. So why forgiveness? So to me, forgiveness really is the power to disconnect your your perceived mistake or failure or whatever you wanna call it from your identity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what the power of forgiveness is. It's saying I may have done something that I perceived to be wrong or wasn't right either to myself or to others. Or sometimes the biggest mistakes that we think are like I should have did that job or I should have went this way or I should have taken this path. And because I didn't, somehow I'm stuck or I'm not where I should be, right? It's a lot of shoulding on yourself. Oh, you know, I, 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 sh I, I should be here. I should have this. Yeah. If I had only done, 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 done. Mm -hmm. And if we don't forgive ourselves for the perceived mistake or the perceived misstep, then we start to equate our mistake with who we are. And that's the difference between guilt and shame. And mm -hmm. forgiveness frees you of that. So guilt is actually a very healthy thing to feel. Guilt is a signal. It's an emotion saying, hey, your action is not in alignment with your morals and your values. So you feel guilty. But guilt is something that you feel bad about what you did. Shame is what I did makes me a bad person. Mm -hmm. I made a mistake. Therefore, I am a mistake. I tried to do something and it failed. Therefore, I am a failure. You know, I should have went that way when I, I should have done this. And since I didn't do that, then I'm not worthy of success. I'm not worthy of love. It's never going to work out for me because you equate what you did or didn't do or what someone did or didn't do to you or for you to who you are. And that's why shame is so toxic because it makes you feel, it makes you identify that somehow you're a mistake and you're a failure and you're not good enough. Absolutely. So forgiveness is saying, I'm not gonna identify with my mistakes. I'm not going to identify with my trauma. I'm not going to identify with I with what I have done or what other people have done to me because that's not really who I am. Those are just circumstances that have happened or have not happened. So forgiving yourself disconnects you from identifying with it. And then I also think um, redefining what forgiveness is. Like I think self-forgiveness is accepting your humanity in a compassionate way accepting that you are in my personal opinion a spiritual being having a human experience mm -hmm. and a part of that human experience is that you're not going to be perfect you're going to make a mistake you're going to mess up sometimes you're going to self-sabotage sometimes you're going to not get it right but that's a part of what the journey is that's a part of how you get wisdom. That's a part of how you learn. That's a part of how you grow. That's a part of how you cultivate resiliency. So I think when you redefine what forgiveness is, is you know what, I'm gonna accept my humanity. I'm gonna accept that, you know what, sometimes I'm not gonna get it right. Sometimes I am gonna mess up. Sometimes I am gonna regret stuff. Sometimes I am gonna feel guilt, but I can hold space for myself in a compassionate way and let it go. And then the second part of forgiveness is trusting also in your own divinity that sure the human part of me can make a mistake that's fine 
But the divine part of me is always still here. And that worthiness, that intrinsic value, that intrinsic lovability, that intrinsic value of who I am does not waver or change whether or not I make a mistake or whether or not something happens, whether or not I fail or whether or not someone does or does not do something for me. It's inherent, it's intrinsic, and it's divine. Nothing can give it, therefore nothing can take it. So I think that's really what forgiveness is about. It's holding your humanity, accepting who you are, and in a compassionate way, and then freeing up the space for your divinity to come in and take care of you no matter what is happening. And yeah. it's and what forgiveness is not is absolving responsibility and accountability because yes. yes. you still have consequences and you're still responsible for how you show up for yourself since it's self forgiveness and self-awareness and all of that stuff and how you act. And there still may be consequences for your actions, but those consequences still cannot take away from your inherent worthiness because you no longer identify with it. You can look at it outside of yourself, if that makes sense. Right. It's like you're shifting your your identity from mm -hmm. that of the ego, which clings exactly. to mistakes, and you're shifting it over to your soul self, your subconscious mm -hmm. mind, however you want to view it, because that is closer to the universe while the ego is closer to your humanity. We need mm -hmm. both these things, and it's okay if you've ever felt shame or you've ever had this identity to your ego mind. Yeah. But making that shift really is so empowering and so important on your spiritual journey. You really can't grow as a human being if you think every single mistake you've ever made <laughs> deteriorates your self-worth, right? And yeah. this is, I keep bringing this up here, is the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. um, you are, you have a degree in psychology, I believe, right? Um, philosophy. So you had, philosophy, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. I'm sure you've still heard of this. Yes. <laughs> where yes. the idea of where... I am stagnant and I'm permanent. Therefore, if I make a mistake, it means I'm lesser than somebody who didn't make the mistake. Mm -hmm. While the growth mindset is more in alignment with your soul self, in my opinion, where you can grow to be anything and you're meant to grow. Um, I also really appreciate the, the different definitions between guilt and shame. Yes. Um, that's just really invaluable information. Guilt is when you realize that what the situation was and how you reacted to it is not in alignment with your divine purpose, your divine truth, what mm -hmm. you believe. Um, and shame is when you, that same scenario, except it's bringing you down, whether, yeah. and more often than not, it's coming from outside yourself, but you can do this to yourself too. You shame yourself so well, like every day we all shame, especially in the adolescent age group. They're mm -hmm. really good at this. Yeah. 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 It's It's basically the difference of I did something wrong versus I am wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something right. wrong with me. That's really what uh, the difference is. And I love that you brought up, you know, a fixed mindset versus an, uh, a growth or a, an abundant mindset. And I think it's also just as cliche as it is thinking, is life happening to me or is life happening for me? Yes. And that and when you have that perspective, anything can happen. Good, bad, dark, light, whatever it is, and you can show up from the perspective of how is this happening for me? And then when you get to that point, you can say, well, maybe I made this mistake or maybe I did this wrong thing in order for this to open up, in order for me to learn this about myself. Sometimes it's as simple as, guess what? I effed up and I'm still here. 
sometimes we just need that reminder that you guess what? This still didn't break me. I'm still here. You know, there's still, I'm still in the present moment. I can still make a change right now. I can think a different thought. I can do a different thing. My life isn't over. Maybe I need to just, you know, lighten up a little bit <laughs> and know that I'm still here. Yeah. And that is enough. You know, where there is life, there is hope. So as long as you're still here, this mistake that you're allowing to get at you really isn't that big. It kind of takes away its power. It takes away its bigness. But you can kind of look at yourself with curiosity of how is this happening for me? Just with a curious thought, how is this happening for me? I'm open to looking at the situation for how did it happen for me? Because you yeah. never, and sometimes you never know what you're being protected from. You know, sometimes we let like, oh, if I would have only taken that job or if I would, if I wouldn't have broken up with that person, I would be married by now or, or whatever you think it is. And, and you don't think that those things that you need to forgive yourself for, but it's those things that haunt you is when you have to forgive yourself and just say, you know what? I did the best I could in that moment. I made the best choice from where I was in that moment. And I'm just going to allow myself to know and believe that I was being guided, even if I don't see it, even, even if I don't know it. And I'm choosing to redefine how I look at this. And I forgive myself for ever thinking that it had to be different than what it was. Yeah. And the happy side effect of that, mm -hmm. that's totally a byproduct, is less anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because anxiety is that like fear of the mistake, of the worst happening yeah. and not being able to move on from it. But when you live your supposed worst case scenario and you forgive the situation you forgive yourself for getting to that point and you go wow i am pretty strong look at what i was able to handle your yeah. anxiety has less of a leg to stand on because you've proven to yourself that you can come out the other side and you're not identifying with that result which is really important um mm -hmm. what you were just saying about how um you take a look at different scenarios in a new perspective made me think of people in victim mentality versus people who are in empowered to take responsibility because we all know that the person stuck in a fixed mindset thinks that forgiveness is saying that what you did is okay whether it's outside you or you're doing it to yourself and that's mm. not the case no. at all right we're not absolving responsibility right but in a growth mindset you just you learn from your mistake so when you aren't able to learn from your mistake because you're stuck in victimhood how do you forgive from that standpoint i think well i, I think first it starts with self-awareness yeah because if you are not aware that you are in your victimness, <laughs> then you're not going to be able to get from, I, this is all happening to me. I can't forgive myself because it means it's okay and blah, 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 blah. So I, I would say if someone is stuck in their victimness, we need to get them to a point of awareness. So I think journaling is really good where I do different journaling prompts where it's like the first time I felt like I wasn't worthy of forgiveness was when. Dun, 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 dun. You know, if I actually allowed myself to forgive myself for X, Y, and Z, what would that actually mean? Or what do I think would happen? Because there's a lot of things going on in our subconscious mind that we consciously aren't aware of that's hindering us from getting to the point of, wow, you know what? I am kind of stuck in my own victimhood. Sure, I made this, you know, mistake or I did something wrong in this one moment this event but now i'm suffering because i'm letting that one event or that one thing continuously bring me down through my own thoughts you know mm -hmm. because we make a mistake but we suffer from the mistake in our own minds so it's like 
getting clarity of your own victimhood because if you don't realize that you're stuck in shaming yourself and blaming yourself and criticizing yourself and thinking that you know woe is me and everything you can't get to that better headspace so the first part is creating the awareness of whoa you know i think that if i forgive myself it means you know what what i did was okay or that it'll happen again because yeah. sometimes we hang on to stuff because we have the fear that if i let this go if i forget it if i forgive it it'll happen again mm -hmm. but the truth is if you let it go if you forgive it if you have the awareness of why it happened for you then you can take that wisdom that lesson and experience and apply it next time so so that not that it happens again but that you can meet that same moment or that same decision or that same event from a new level of awareness and consciousness and self-compassion and understanding. So you don't forgive yourself because you're saying what you did was okay. You forgive yourself because you're a human being and things sometimes happen. You're a human being and you're going through this experience and journey. So your awareness, your consciousness, the level of where you are will be changing. Sometimes it's lower, sometimes it's higher. And you did the best you could from where you were, and that's okay. Yeah. You and basically just okay. it is. You just described the process of spiritual growth. Yeah. <laughs> like in a, in a nutshell, <laughs> well, you had there is a level of not being aware, which is where yeah. we're stuck in our victimhood, where mm -hmm. life is just happening around us. Yeah. And then we increase our levels of self-awareness. And because of karma the mm -hmm. situation will happen again it will exactly. show up in some form yeah. so are you going whether you forgive or not it's going to happen again mm -hmm. so that's kind of the kicker so if you don't forgive you kind of have this opportunity to be delightfully in a worse off position <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. where you like are in like oh here we go again this is going to happen this always happens and then you're comfortable there like on a subconscious level or mm -hmm. you can take the situation recognizing like hey this is what happened last time i'm going to do something different this time yeah and that's how we grow a hundred percent and it also it also gives you the power of choice yeah. like people don't realize that like if you forgive yourself and you have the awareness then you empower yourself to make a decision next time then you're not stuck on autopilot you're not stuck on just your own subconscious limiting belief loop that's yeah. when people get into patterns and people get into um you know trauma loops and all of that stuff where it's just you're working on autopilot and you're not actually stopping and saying hey i have the choice to show up differently in this situation because last time this happened, X, Y, and Z happened. And I, and instead of shape, instead of saying I am wrong and I am bad and I'm not good enough and I'm unworthy and blah, 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 blah. And the whole world is just happening to me. I decided that, you know what? I'm worthy. I'm enough and I'm valuable. I'm a human being. I made a mistake. This is what I learned. You know what? Universe, God, whatever you want to call it is now giving me a chance to apply my healing, yes. to apply my wisdom to apply my new level of consciousness to another example of that it's just like at school you take a test in order to progress to the next level and on that test is everything you've learned for the last year so that test is going to be everything you went through before but this time the test is will you show up differently and Hallelujah. when you show up differently is when you are empowered with i decide how I react and respond to something.
will mm -hmm. respond rather than react. Because if you're in react mode, you're stuck in that loop of just happening over and over and over and over again. But when you say, I have the power to decide how I respond to this. And sometimes it's not even just not making the mistake. It's actually making the same exact mistake. But how do I respond to myself is what is different. Mm -hmm. Oh, I made the mis I made the same exact mistake again, but you know what? I'm not going to criticize myself. I'm not going to put myself, da myself down. I'm not going to sabotage myself anymore. I'm not going to take a whole year in depression. I'm not going to take a whole year stuck in, in anxiety. I'm not going to think it's not going to get there. I'm going to say, hmm, you know what? I made the same mistake. Eh, it happens. Okay. I love myself. I forgive myself. Next time I'll do better because I know better. N next. You know, so yeah. it's not about being perfect. It's about showing up and accepting your humanity in a compassionate way. Yeah. Because sometimes we make the same mistake. But yeah. how do you, sh but how you show up for yourself to me is where the healing is. Yes. Because, like you said, the uh, ego reacts, mm -hmm. the yep. soul responds. Responds. Uh huh. And I find that people who are stuck in reaction mode do this with everybody not just themselves so the people yeah. who can't can't forgive themselves truly can't forgive other people mm -hmm. and so they're like really harsh judgments it's very black and white and then they treat themselves that way too so it, there comes the old adage where hurt people hurt people hundred and, <laughs> and then we talk about how the soul responds mm -hmm. where you're like wow you just nothing phases you nothing uh, or everything slides off your back. Like I've been told that before, you're so chill. And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I just, not only do I pick and choose my battles, I just, I'm, I would never yell at myself in this way that you mm -hmm. are expecting me for some reason. So why do you think that I'm going to do that to somebody else? So yeah, yeah, it's, it is a really big shift to make. Yeah, It's a, it's a big shift. And I also think uh, what came up when you were talking is like, I think when you also start to elevate and awaken and like return home to your higher self, yeah you get really, I call it precious. I get really precious about my energy. So that, that isn't worth my energy. Like you're not going to get a reaction. You're not going to get anything because I am so precious about my energy because it's so warm and it's so powerful and, and I just love it. And I, and I really cultivate it and I care about it and it's mine and it's so powerful. So why am I going to give away my warm, powerful energy on something that doesn't really matter and doesn't really serve me. Right. So I am very precious about my attention and my energy and very, very discerning about what and who is worth it and what is it. Right. And you're clinging to shame and guilt, mm -mm. not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> well, I think I think guilt is I think guilt is okay. Yes. But we don't you, want to cling. But when you wallow in the guilt, yes. it becomes the shame. Exactly. Then you because to me, guilt is a good emotion because it's an indicator to you, hey, you know what? You're doing something that's not in alignment with your higher self. You're doing something that's not in alignment with your morals and your values. Yes. You're doing something that's not actually in alignment with the vision and the goals you have for yourself. You know, maybe it could even be you're self-sabotaging. You don't even realize it. Or, you know, you have a moral compass and you're kind of getting out of it a little bit. You know what I mean? And that feeling of guilt is like, hey, 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 Candy, you know, you're out of integrity. You're out of alignment. You're doing things that's not in alignment with who you really are. Yeah. So guilt's fine. But when you wallow in the guilt and you start to identify with the wrongness or the mistake or the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and you say, 
well, what I did makes me a bad person. It makes me not good enough. And then you become ashamed of yourself. That's when it's toxic and that's when it's bad. But we yeah. can use guilt as an as a indication of, you know what, maybe I need to kind of get myself together. Maybe I yep. need to do some journaling. Maybe I need to meditate. Maybe I need to pray. Maybe I need to talk to my therapist. Maybe I need to just, you know, get it together. Yep. <laughs> I need to get Let's it together. Express it in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's just some sort of reflection. Because like yeah. you said, without that reflection, it becomes a detriment to my value as a human being and a soul. So mm -hmm. we've been kind of talking mostly about really big picture things. Like we're talking sure. deep traumas. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking huge mistakes, typically, like things that have <laughs> really big impacts. But I think micro forgiveness mm -hmm. is really important too. We can't just talk about big, big uh, karmic lessons that we're here to learn. Because yeah. those things will continue to show up, right? Like as we already mentioned. But mm -hmm. there's also minor things that we do during the day or say maybe that aren't in alignment yeah. um and we have that little moment of guilt so is all is forgiveness different for the big things as mm -hmm. it is for the really tiny things no i don't think so and i think i think what it is is if it's cultivating a a base foundation of a loving relationship to yourself because if you have that base foundation of and I like to call it a, a loving mental lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like a loving mental lifestyle. You know, I've heard other people call it like a strict mental diet. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure. not dieting. I don't want anything strict. Blech, get out yeah, of here. no structure. No, thank you. No, thank you. You know <laughs> what I mean? I don't know. Because words matter and energy matters, right? So I like if you're cultivating a loving mental lifestyle towards yourself. And what I mean by that is what is your inner dialogue? That is the most important thing. How do you talk to yourself and yes. about yourself? Absolutely. So, so if you're cultivating a loving mental lifestyle towards yourself, then the little things throughout the day don't become the big things that we're talking about. So like if you make a little mistake, like for example, if you say you are running late to something that's really important and you're like, oh no, I'm messing up and I can't find my keys. And notice in your mind, because in, in the grand scheme of things, it's a little thing, right? But in your mind, are you saying, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm always late. Nothing works out for me. Of course, this happens to me. You know, it's, I'm going to show up and they're going to think I'm a stupid. Is that where you go to that place of criticalness and judgment and putting yourself down? Or do you go to, you know what? I'm always on time. You know, and I, there's a little prayer I always say if I like can't find something, I'm just like, God, thank you for revealing to me where my keys are. You know, God, thank you for showing me that the issue of me not finding my keys is now resolved. And I <laughs> promise you it works. And then they'll be like, boom, right there. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling supported. I'm feeling guided. And I'm on my way. So I think with the little things is just practice having that base foundation of having a loving mental lifestyle towards yourself. So you walk past the mirror and you say, oh my God, I have another pimple. I'm so fat. I need to lose 10 pounds. Why don't I have this? I don't have that. Or do you walk by the mirror and you're like, girl, you're looking good today. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm, I see you, girl. Yes. It's work. <laughs> you know, I am all this, you know, um, one thing. And one thing I do is if I find myself like just being on autopilot I'm in my mind, worrying about something or being down on myself, I just stop and I just say, I love you, Candy. I love you, Candy. Mm, I love you, Candy. And it gets me back on track. Or I love myself. Mm, I love myself. I love myself. And it just it brings me back home. It brings me back to center. But all at the core, it's just mindfulness. 
Yes. Being aware and observing, how do I talk to myself about myself? Because mm -hmm. that's really the base level of all of it. Because if you have a base level of, I'm worthy, I'm enough, I love myself, it's good, everything's working out for me, everything is happening for me, I got this, I'm always right on time, you know, I always meet the right people, this is always going to work out for me, I'm always divinely guided. If you just have that running in the back of your mind, you know, if you make that shift, that subconscious shift, then when you have the little minor things throughout the day that happens where you could have defaulted to feeling bad about yourself, criticizing yourself, you take it, it's a much lighter, again, with the curiosity part. Like, oh, I wonder why that happened, or oh, oh my goodness. Like, I remember the other day, this is a true story. I don't know why, I just didn't turn on any lights in my bedroom. I don't know why. And I was just like, I wasn't being mindful. I was like rushing, I was playing, and I turned around, and I knocked myself dead in the head, and I got this oh. huge egg on my head from the door, <laughs> crack. And I, instead of being like, oh my God, you're so stupid, you have this huge bump on your head, why didn't you turn the light on? I was like, ha! I was like, oh my goodness, look at this thing. All right, next time I'll turn the light on. Because I cultivate a compassionate, light, curious, loving relationship to myself. And to me, that's the essence of self-love. Yeah. Cultivating a compassionate, curious, loving relationship to yourself. And that in the relationship you have with yourself, just like you said, it's the foundation for the relationship you have with everybody else. Yeah. How you treat yourself is how other people treat you. How you treat yourself is how you treat other people. Sometimes it's actually even like the, I don't know what the word is, like the opposite or the, the foil to it. Because sometimes if you treat yourself really bad and you're like, I don't, you don't make time for yourself, you don't have any boundaries, you do the extreme to the other person where you overgive and you overdo everything and you always for say sure. yes to them, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's even that way, but it's still how you're treating yourself is how you're treating other people. Because what you're saying to yourself is, my time isn't as valuable. I'm not good enough. I need this person to validate me. I need this person to yeah. accept me. If I actually show up as who I am, I'm so fearful. I'm going to be abandoned and left and unlovable. And then that's just going to prove to me that I'm not good enough because that's what I already think about myself. <laughs> right. right. And then <laughs> you your know? brain is subconsciously looking for outside validation for that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 That, so, I, uh, so I think that's what it really is and when, when you have that foundation with the little stuff then it doesn't snowball into the bigger stuff yeah right because then the at that point the big stuff truly is the big stuff it really is right. the big stuff yeah right like childhood memories mm -hmm. implications big relationships yeah. karmic things not just everyday self-value 100 percent. Yeah. and usually the big stuff like the childhood trauma all of that stuff that happens is what is what is what's the word I'm looking for is what is determining or is what is influencing mm -hmm. how we deal with the minor stuff because Absolutely. If, because if in childhood trauma we learned you have to be perfect or you're stupid or you're dumb or however you perceived it because sometimes things people say or events that happened in our little child minds that are just trying to keep us safe we make different inferences about what they mean right so if we infer that it's my fault or i'm not good enough or i have to be this way or x or this is what always happens to me or we never have enough or we have too much and people have too much are evil or this or whatever it is then you apply that same mindset those same set of beliefs to the small stuff 
So then the reason why you're saying, oh my God, my, I forgot my keys. And of course I forgot my, my keys because this is what happens to me. I'm someone who's always late. Nothing works out, blah, 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 blah. Because those beliefs about yourself that got set into childhood is what is actually influencing your belief now about the minor thing. Because mm -hmm. your belief system is what shows up for the small things and the big things. Yeah. So it's yeah. shifting that belief system. I know people say you have to reprogram your mind. I don't believe in reprogramming. I believe in shifting. I'm yeah. shifting from one belief set of not good enough, unworthiness, perfectionism, self-sabotage, trauma, blah, 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 all of that stuff to shifting into my higher self of I am good enough. I am worthy. I'm intrinsically valuable. I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm a human being, but I'm still connected to my divinity. I'm still worthy enough. That's intrinsic and inherent, whatever it is. It's, you're shifting your mindset. You're shifting your perspective, right? Yeah. So it's about the shift, shifting to a new level of thinking about yourself, shifting to a new level of consciousness, shifting to a new perspective, shifting into a new way that you meet things in your life shifting a new way where you meet yourself in your life and other people and events and everything. It's a shift, but it all starts with awareness of, whoa, I sabotage myself because of this. I don't forgive myself because of that. And it usually just goes into what is your belief system about who you are? Yeah. I absolutely agree. And yeah. that's, I tell people that every single day, <laughs> it, it really <laughs> yeah. is like, you need to work on your self-awareness and you 100%. do that by meditating. You do that by self-reflecting and journaling. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, we talked about all of that and also looking at how you treat others. Yeah. You mentioned that that's just a really good place to start. So I know you have a, a lot of awesomeness going on right now. Oh, so just take a moment to tell us a little bit more about where we can find you and connect with you a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to connect with me, just head over to my website. It's candywashington.com. And there you can find my podcast, Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. I've also started doing a lot of self-love and lifestyle design courses. So you can find the Art of Self-Love Masterclass, the More Than Enough course, and the Create Your Dream Life course. And you can find all that there. And I also have a free self-love guide. And you can join our newsletter once you get the grab the free guide. So we have a ton of stuff going on there. And then also on YouTube, I do a lot of videos and coaching on there. And that's just um, at Candy Washington as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Candy, for being here. This has been yeah. a lot of really awesome uh, information to just kind of soak in and digest. I think this is one of those where you're going to have to come and listen a couple times to really get <laughs> all the good stuff. And yeah. it's one of those things that we continue practicing, you continue doing and you continue shifting. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah Ray. This is yes. Amazing. Thank you for having or for coming on. <laughs> I wasn't thinking <laughs> of having me on my own podcast. Huh? Thank you for coming on to this podcast. <laughs>